Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the first episode of She-Hulk. Uh, Disney, Disney's She-Hulk, Marvel's Attorney She-Hulk. Attorney at Law. Attorney at Law, colon, Attorney at Law. New title, yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. And uh, don't worry if you're uh, concerned with spoilers for the first episode. Uh, we will be talking about that review at the end of the show. So skip in about 40 minutes um, or you just stop after my news and then you're good to go. But first, Dylan, what kind of news you got for us this week? What'd you find? All right. So we've been talking about the Spider-Man No Way Home More Fun Edition, although I don't see it being called that anymore. It's just um, a re-release. It's going back in theaters and uh-huh. they're including the... They're including 11 minutes of the 15 minutes of deleted scenes that were promised to be on the Super Blu-ray. Bogus. Yeah. Um, it's weird to me that it's a little bit shorter. I guess not all of it was fit to be incorporated into the movie, you know? <laughs> Read they didn't finish the, uh, the effects. <laughs> yeah. Or it was just like crummy, like B-roll stuff, you know? Um, hey, dude, they released that Hulk scene in infinity but that was like not in the movie you know so i feel like that's more understandable to be like here's the thing that we cut out it was like at the end like a right like a post like a deleted scene yeah but this is like folded in unnecessarily but but okay some people are clamoring to go back and see it again in theater so it's good for them you know where there's really like a like a drought at the theaters right now theater chains are really concerned about not having any big blockbusters so things are re-releasing like rogue one is re-releasing this week Right. Um, because of Andor and then now Spider Man's coming out September second, probably with Thursday screenings on September first. Um, I think it's opening wide at all theaters. Um it's gonna be a little bit longer. So are you gonna see it? Are you I'm gonna go. Um not only because like I go pretty much every week and this is the movie that week, but like sure. I'm not against this movie. You know, we we've talked about it here. It's not my favorite. Um I, I was kind of medium on on it, but or mid, so as, mid. As we like to say mid. Um, um, yeah, we, we like it. We like it when things are more than mid. You know, hashtag exactly. more than mid. Yeah. Um, I would probably avoid it. However, like uh, my my mom might want to go because my mom hasn't gone to a movie in theaters in a very long time. We actually just she just had a she has a mobility issues and she just had a knee replacement a couple like a month uh, a month and a half ago, and so we went to go see Nope. Uh, this past Monday, uh, it was oh, her first cool. movie. Her first movie in theater since the first Doctor Strange, um, which that Doctor Strange was a stretch too. So it was a couple of years for that before that too. So it was like Doctor Strange was like the gap breaker, and then nothing since then. So I, I was selling her on Dolby because my mom is a big movie person, obviously as you know, Dylan. Um, right. And she's like, that Dolby sounds amazing. We were walking by and they heard we heard Beast. She's like, that sounds terrible, but like saw the trailers, like that looks bad, but. I want to see something in Dolby. I assume No Way Home would be in Dolby. I would think right? so. Yeah. So I might, I might go with Mom. That might be the move. That is a good point. It's a good movie for people maybe who haven't come back to theaters yet and want like a banger, you know, yeah. like a big return. Like this, this is a good movie to come back to theaters with right. if you didn't already see it, you know. Right. Exactly. So, and uh, she's behind on all the Marvel move on all the Marvel movies, but I think like this one you could probably just jump right into it's spider-man yeah it's fine but anyway but, yeah although if that doesn't pan out no i'm not i'm not seeing it i'm good <laughs> i mean i'm sure it'll be released at home at some point you know the the extra scenes we'll double, see double dip again the double dip yeah. on, the, on the blu-ray 
Uh-huh. Gross. We'll see. Okay, speaking of Spider-Man, one that Michael and I are even more excited about, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. The, uh, the only the Spider-Man Beatles movie that matters. Over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Into the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so we're both really hyped for this, right? Absolutely, dude. Like, we, man, I love that We movie. know next to nothing about it, story-wise. Who cares? Um, it's going to rule. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't really need too much. Um, but... We've been getting leaks. The movie was supposed to be out by now. And when you plan a movie, you plan the merchandise that's going to come out with it, you know? Right. And it's much easier to delay a movie than it is to delay merch because it's like, it's already been made in the factory, you know, and it ships to the US and they can't, they have limited, um, you know, warehouse storage. So they can't just store it for like another year until the movie comes out. So long story short, um, Across the Spider-Verse merch is coming out now. Um, well, so we're get, we're getting yeah. some leaks from it, unfortunately, before we even get a full proper trailer. But um, the most recent one is a some type of board game. Oh, um, what, is that? what are you some type of board game? What are you some kind of board game? Yeah, um, I don't remember what board game it is, but it's like one of the skinned like a uh, licensed board games, you know. And but this one yeah, has of course. like dice this one has or... a Ben Riley uh, Scarlet Spider on it, and he looks which we wasn't confirmed really that he was going to be in it, um, and we haven't seen. A glimpse of him yet but he on the art like the art on the box he looks all 90s like 90s shaded oh it's trouble um, oh trouble okay trouble wow but do you see the art trouble? for him yeah he I looks do. uh yeah he looks super 90s so it looks like that's gonna yeah, be his animation that's um, awesome i think it's really cool that they have different art styles for each character you know it seems like they're yeah, getting even more even more into the the theme yeah even I'm, more I've, into the spider-verse uh i'm that's awesome. Uh, that's fantastic. I love that. Uh, in, in other news, they're still printing copies of Trouble. So how about that? <laughs> I've never uh, played Trouble. Is it? Is um, it good? Are we gonna have Trouble Night at Bedrock anytime soon? Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's exciting. No, we won't. It's it's like a a worse version of Sorry. Okay. Uh, if you ever played well, Sorry. Yeah, I'm familiar with Sorry, but not Trouble for some reason. But. They're similar. It's big enough to get a Spider-Man skin on it. So uh, there should be a Candyland across the Spider-Verse. That'd be kind of cool, right? With different I, I, universes and th- stuff. That would be fantastic. Uh, better than that would be Risk, like a Risk Spider-Verse, because then you have all the countries. Like they done, they did, they did that MCU Risk like uh, ten years ago or so. That hmm. one was super cool. But like you could cool. definitely do that with um, Spider-Verse. The best it's limitless. Th- yeah, the best. The best themed risk, though, Dylan, is the Game of Thrones one. Uh, I've heard that it has two boards. It has Westeros and Essos <laughs> that you can like play them both with eight people. It's crazy. That's but cool. anyway, so that yeah, available at some bedrocks near you. We um, do have. I know yeah. I have a copy, and I'm sure soon we'll have across the Spider Verse trouble, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Put in your request with Michael at the Clear Lake location if that's mm. something you'd like to order. You yeah, let me let me know. Let me know. I'll I'll, I'll scrounge one up for you. <laughs> um okay uh more news that might not be well that was exciting but this one isn't i um, saw going back and forth here <laughs> you remember the movie r.i.p.d do you yes. remember when you saw the headline michael did did it did you make the connection to what the movie was did you oh no it? i i oh i i very well remember this movie um okay. because i blind bought it on blu-ray and that was the last time i blind bought a movie on blu-ray yeah why'd you do that well uh, okay blind bought a new release full price film i should say i've blind bought plenty of terrible 80s movies that doesn't count i know what i'm getting there okay 
this was abysmal. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges and uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, this is the action. It's based on a comic book. That's why we're reporting about it. But it came out over 10 years ago. I don't know. It came out a while ago. A long, a 12, t- a long time ago. Yeah. It has a 12% Rotten Tomatoes. It made, <laughs> it- 70, it made $78 million on a $130 million budget. It flopped, basically. Yeah. But, Nine years ago, 2013. Okay, cool. But someone thought this is an IP that we need to mine, you know? Um, so they're doing an RIPD2. RIPD2, RIPD2, Rise of the Damned is the title. Um, mm. As expected, neither Ryan Reynolds nor Jeff Bridges are returning. Sounds about um, right. Yeah. Maybe they'll have like a photo of them on the wall, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, like in that Last Man in Black where it's like they have the photo of With Will, Will Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah, it'll be something like that. Okay, I have a really mm-hmm. abstract question for you that you're not okay. gonna have an answer to. Sure. When for some reason Says I you. remember what, around the the time RAPD was coming out, there was like another like twin similar movie that I kept getting it confused with. Yes. I know this is like maybe something specific to me, but I feel like there was something really similar to RAPD that was like mm. two guys fighting like I don't know, like something I, like a Dylan yeah, dog or something. Remember that movie? Like, yeah, I, there I know. Kind of like, uh, you know, you saying that makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what you're talking about, but I, I, man, <sighs> it's annoying because there's a movie that I mix it up with all the time, and I'm sure one day I'll, I'll mix it up and someone will correct me again, and then I'll realize. But I don't know. I'm telling you, there's a twin movie for this. Um, the- I think there have to be. I, I don't remember. I, I, I'll get back to everyone. Yes. Yeah. Get back to us. Because, man, is it uh, not Hellboy 2? That was too early. Um, I should say that this is going straight to streaming slash DVD Blu-ray. Yes. So you're not going to be able to see it in theaters. And they haven't even announced the movie. Like, no one knew it was even being made, except for the fact that it's been rated by the MPAA. Uh, that becomes public public knowledge when a movie gets rated. Um, right. And so I guess they made it and they submitted it to get rated. And now we know that it exists. Um, Boy. You hype or? Oh, or oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I am so ready to see. Have you seen Rip. Chick Fight? Chick Fight? I saw Girl the director- Fight. The director of Chick Fight is helming the movie. The hell is Chick Fight? There's a screenplay alongside Andrew Klein who wrote MacGyver. Maybe the show or something? I don't know. I've seen Girl Fight, the boxing movie with Michelle Rodriguez from like 15, 20 years ago. This is different. It's called Chick Fight. Okay. Oh, it's Um, an action comedy film. How about that? Okay. Great. Cool. Anyway. Wow. um, I'm sure we'll review it. So stay tuned for RAPD. Chick Fight? Oh. No. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Someone's I, excited about. See this. Now, now I'm looking at the Wikipedia page of all the films that came out in 2013, and I'm just having a hard time. Like I don't know, man. I I need to do some research into this. Okay, look into it. It came out the um, same year as Man of Steel. So yeah, it's a lot like that. I think. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what else you got? Um. Okay. So there's more HBO Max drama. Warner Warner Brothers Discovery. You know. They took over HBO Max. Um, they're going to make a new streaming service next summer that combines Discovery Plus and HBO Max. We don't know what that's going to look like yet. Okay. But the bloodbath has continued uh, this week on HBO. Um, people knew that they would probably take down some 
acquired titles, which are things where someone makes something and then they license it to be available on HBO Max. Think of like the Flash being on Netflix, you know, like they're like, well, well, they get the streaming rights to it, but Netflix didn't make it. So people assumed that they were cutting costs and they were going to remove those. But it turns out that they're removing their own titles, um, including HBO Originals and HBO Max Originals, which are different. The Max ones are made for the streaming service. The HBO Originals air on TV. Those are much more lucrative. Um, A lot more people watch them because they're on TV and then they're also on streaming. And most people have subscribed to HBO Max through their like cable, believe it or not, rather than Really? streaming service it's still like a big cable juggernaut like premium channel people still do the like the stars and the that's, you know the, that's those how things. i had it for the longest time like i had before back when it was hbo go saying i had that yeah. through my direct tv like i loved that when it first came out yeah i know it's and morphed think, and it's different now but like i love being able to just on demand watch the sopranos you know or the wire or whatever it's hard to imagine because we're very much in our like cable cutter bubble you know like Right, but a lot of people still have that. I think most people do, you know. So, um, but they took off um a couple HBO originals. They took off HBO Max originals, and including um, uh, all of Sesame Street. Uh, really, they took off Infinity Train, which is which is a really good animated series. Um, I thought Sesame Street was Gen- doing very well. Well, okay. Here's the I guess thing. Not. It here's the thing. Things that are performing really well are being taken off. Um, there's a show called Generation that I really like too. So the better a thing performs on HBO, the more streams it gets, the more residuals they have to pay to the people who oh. made it. And they're like, we don't want to pay residuals anymore. So we're taking it really? off and no one will ever watch it now and you won't get any money. You know what I mean? That's so crazy to me. So it's even more like sinister than I guess we thought it was, you know? like Yeah, no kidding. We, we knew wow. that the Batgirl creators were suffering because they their thing isn't going to be seen by anyone, but like there's not going to be a new audience for any of these things because the owners of it have shelved it. You know what I mean? Which is pretty rare. There's a chance that they could shop it to a new home or they could make, they could bring them back when they have their new streaming service. You know, there's always a chance for that, but it's really bizarre. That's really unprecedented for something to be, you know, that's like if Netflix took off, Stranger Things, you know, yeah, it's like, that's, that's crazy. Like, it's that's not very, a normal thing. That's so weird. And you know, I've seen so I've seen this bit of news making the rounds, um, especially in my smug physical media collecting of groups course, that I'm in. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the, you know, and and to be fair, I mean, while that that is a smug <laughs> type of uh, attitude, to be fair, if I buy the disc. I do have that and no one can delete it and I can watch it whenever I want or the VHS tape or, you know, whatever you have, you know, um, which like one of the things I've been doing lately is I've been buying a lot of, I've been getting into VHS collecting, but I've been specifically collecting things that never made it to Blu-ray or even yeah. better if I can find it, things that never made it to DVD or streaming, you know, it's just like, so like I have this tape, I have several tapes over there that that is the only way you can watch that film. Um, yeah, whether it's good or not is a horse of a different color. Um, it's just interesting to me, like all these movies that you can't you can't go see. And this, I get that argument content. I get that argument for sure, but I feel like it's not as applicable here because they're taking off things made for streaming, and like, right, you're not buying generation on Blu-ray, you know, because I don't these these are things that aren't on physical media. 
Right. So I, I mean, think they, that, that argument applies to like too, right? Yeah, they're taking off movies, but the HBO original, the things made for true. streaming, don't get made into physical media. So it's right. It That's would be true. weirder if they licensed a movie, like um, I don't know, if Spider Man got licensed for Netflix and then they took it down. You you still have iTunes and Voodoo and everywhere else, you know. So right. But I guess there could be, you know, there's always a Batgirl situation where it gets erased from history, you know? So there's like, it's like the equivalent of doomsday prepping, I feel like, you know, is by yeah. physical media. It could happen. You never know. But it's, you you are a special case because you buy things that aren't readily available everywhere. You know what I mean? True. Right. The things most people are buying are on Voodoo, iTunes, and Amazon. Right. will always be to the end of time. Now- I used to do that. That was when I was really hardcore into my buy everything phase. I was talking about this with somebody recently uh, in the store um, about physical media collecting and like how my collecting has morphed over time. And I used to buy Blu-rays and DVDs with the mind of, oh, I like that movie. Let me buy it. And every blockbuster I've ever seen, you know, blockbuster film, not blockbuster, the rental store, you know, um, Mm-hmm. Or I would blind blind buy movies all the time. I blind bought R.I.P.D. as we just said. I would never do a movie <laughs> like please. Oh, I I happened to miss out seeing Beast in theaters, but I wanted to see Beast. Let me just go buy it. Absolutely not, you know. Um, but now I'm buying things like The Birds Two on 4K. Thank you, yeah. Thank you, Vinegar Syndrome. Um, well, also you can. There's a lot of services, some that let you download your um, per- digitally purchased media, you know? Right. So if you could also, if you were a doomsday prepper, uh, start a hard drive and collect them all that way. But then I guess your hard drive could break and you'd lose everything. So, you know, so your backup's got to have backups, Dylan. But then there could be a flood and you lose all your discs, you know, like that's yeah. I mean, there's all there's always a potential problem. Yeah. I'm I'm team hard drive. That's what I do. Um, but you know, I, something could happen and I, I never really I never really got into that. I did it for music for a long time. I had a lot I think I still I might actually still have it on this computer, but I had a very substantial MP3 library, like for the time, you know, probably mm-hmm. like thirty or forty gigabytes, which is a lot of music. Um now I don't care. It's all Spotify. If it's not on Spotify, eh. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the same way with music. Very, very few exceptions to things. It's like, yeah, well, do I do I really care that much? I'll find it on YouTube if I want to hear that one specific song. Otherwise, you know, just pass. I have my vinyls, which are more likely to disintegrate than think something is to be removed from Spotify. You know, so <laughs> right. that's not a good argument either. Unless you're uh, Joe Rogan. What does that mean? <laughs> well, he got removed from Spotify, right? Oh, right, and Andrew Tate, yeah. I don't know who um, that is, but I assume he's. Don't, you don't. Sim- you don't need to know. Don't worry okay, about cool. it. Don't worry about it. Nice. Um, okay, so another casualty of HBO <laughs> Max: uh, things that are being made are also being cut, and one that people are really mad about is Batman: Caped Crusader. This is the animated series that was oh, announced yeah. at DC Fandom a few years ago. We talked Fandom. about it. Produced I, by. I J. forgot J. that we talked talked about it, but I do know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, this was two fandoms ago that they announced this. Um, it's produced by J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Tim, um, which is like all star lineup. You yeah, know, for absolutely. Cartoon right. Especially, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they wait that that got canceled too. Yeah, they canceled it. Apparently, it was like really far into development and got a straight to series full order pickup. But 
Discovery said, nah, we don't need that. <laughs> wow. Um, so but, what do we what do we what do we have to say about this? Like what's what's the read on that? Like Batgirl fully done in the can, this mostly done. And this would have Batman Cape Crusader would have most certainly been well received. Batgirl is obviously up in the air. You never know. Um, well, it's bleak, Michael. The The writing yeah, on the no wall kidding. is that whether or not it's well received, it doesn't really matter to them because we're talking about uh, David Zasloff, who is the CEO of Discovery, who now controls the Warner Media content. He's the one making these decisions. He's the top, you know. Um, right. And Discovery is known for, and they've been very upfront about this, cheap content that right. is easy to turn out more and have like a pretty wide audience, you know, and just as like, opposed to having like award-winning, hard-hitting, great visuals. Yeah. It's very much the antithesis of what HBO used to be, which is like very limited right. content, high quality. It's not TV, oh, it's HBO, right? Like, the foil, yeah. The foil of HBO is Discovery Plus and that's what's merging with it. So it's very, that's crazy. Like if you have, if you had to read the writing on the wall, it's that, they're moving more towards cheap content than paying residuals and paying for like a high quality production. Wow. That's, that's really unfortunate. Um, yeah. Cause HBO has always been that sort of name, right? Always. Um, that being said, I mean, you have a story about HBO coming up and I can say more about it then, but like yeah. HBO and HBO max are different. So I think we're right. still going to get quality TV HBO content like succession you know the sopranos like those type right. of shows the wire. as opposed to the hbo max ones which is like titans and stuff like that there's a there's a divide right. there, there. there's a, yeah there there is definitely a, a divide between sopranos and titans well a little one i, don't know. I mean you're right i mean titans does have nightwing yeah could tony soprano be batman's sidekick i don't think so no he's, um, he's too busy eating his gobble ghoul <laughs> Anyway, okay, I'll end with a good one, Michael. You ready? Okay. Movie no, pass. I'm not. Oh. Our old friend. Chloe um, from marketing? Yeah, Chloe from marketing put out a press release. Um, apparently, movie pass is coming back. They've been talking about this for a long time. Like, we're returning. Like years. Just wait. Yeah, they're like, we're coming back. We're not dead. Um, they have opened a wait list where you can sign up because, like, apparently sign up is limited. I think they're just doing that thing where they're like, we only have limited things. Sign up now, you know. No, they I don't see why, money. why it wouldn't be unlimited, but they're going to they're going to open up to people and it's going to open certain markets at a time. So we don't know when the Houston market will open. If I had to guess, they're going to open with like New York, LA, maybe some either that or non-major cities. I don't know, like to test with, but um, mm. they're going to have three tiers. They're going to have a $10 tier, a $20 tier and a $30 tier uh, subscription that will give you credits to cash in for movie tickets um hmm. i don't really get the point of that at all or the business what do you model. mean well like 30 to, i'll spend 30 dollars a month and then i'll get 30 dollars on movie tickets like what is that no 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 I, I assume so the way i assume that it would mean unless i've already been contradicted by their press release i would assume that like ten dollars is you get a ticket a week right or something like that and um 20 or uh two tickets a month or something, whatever, some yeah. number of tickets. And then $30, I would, I would hope is three a week to match AMC stubs, a list or unlimited. Or you is know it, it's not going to be, it has to be, it they has can't, to be. How they much can't is regal? Do a blanket ticket thing 
with premium prices, you know, like that right. was old movie pass. I feel like they can't do that again. Well, then I so don't know what the like, point of this is. Then I think maybe the money will get you like $10 and movie pass money might translate to more regal, like what you spend at regal, you know? Okay. So like, but that seems like you get $5 tickets or something or. Well, is maybe it, if you like are if you have ten dollars in credit at Movie Pass, you'll be able to get a ticket at Regal, which is like a fourteen dollar thing. You know, maybe it'll mm-hmm. translate some like somewhat to that. But I would have thought they would learn their lesson and realize that everyone who signs up for it is going to use it. So like, they're just going to be spending more money than they're making. I think because oh, they're we that's abused the thing. You, Movie Pass. <laughs> yeah, we ran them into the ground. Yeah, um, you and me single handedly. I had yeah. two Movie Pass accounts: one for me and one for my mom. The amount of money they lost on us, Michael, is insane. Hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. We put them into debt. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, Chloe. Yeah. But I just don't see this working. Um, no way. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I know what I said that I think that those tiers mean. I do believe that that's what it is because. I think they, you're right. It's going to be like $30 is unlimited tickets or three a week or something. It's going to be a list. However, obviously that won't work. And we're going to be right back where we started from, but just with a higher price point. Uh, they did note that there will not be an unlimited viewing option. They did say that. So, okay. I mean, three a week is basically unlimited. I, that's what I told my mom. I was talking about Stubbs A-list and she was like, who needs more than three a week? I was like, yeah, I mean. I, yeah, that's like the one argument Regal Unlimited has over AMC, but like it would never translate to a real benefit. It's like, right. Because how much is Regal? Because AMC is, I'm paying 20. AMC. It's a it's twenty one. It's a dollar more, but you get unlimited tickets. And I'm like, but I, I don't. Not be but I have to pay extra for to IMAX. Yeah, I don't um, ever go to I. I don't really go to IMAX, but it's worse by any means unless right. you're like going five times a week. Unless who, you're who unless you're that? retired or something. Like if you're retired, and you have unlimited time. You can see more than three movies a week, but not even that movie come out. Like you'll well, have to I mean, rewind back to you know pre-pandemic times. You know, you could see everything. My my grandmother saw every movie that came out. That was like her thing. But even then, that's like three a week. There's like three movies a week, even pre-pandemic times. Man, I don't see how that you have you would you gotta, have to you gotta go twice like and go to, like to re-see things. Like I don't know. Um, yeah. Also, the article noted that um, Unrealistic Ideas, which is a a um, company, you know, a, a, a producing company, they're making a documentary series about the rise and fall of MoviePass. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would. I actually would be very interested interested to see that. Oh, it's Mark Wahlberg's company, Unrealistic Ideas. Oh, okay. Well, how about that? I thought that could be the name for the show. Actually, yeah, their no publishing name, but yeah, right. we'll see. Huh? We'll report on what this actually is once it comes out. Well, I mean, this, how this week, this. right? Is was uh, Labor Day is coming up? Nothing so, like, they say means anything. It could right? be subscription knows? service opens up this Thursday, at eight uh, August twenty fifth. So it could be just for like Albuquerque, Reno. You know, and Reno. it's like heck yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. 
Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. My my pick this week is from Opus Comics. Uh, I'm picking Evanescence Echoes of the Void, number one. Um, Evanescence, yes, the band, the number one chart-topping band. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, their single Bring Me to Life is at the top of the iTunes chart. Daredevil song. Yes, the, the Daredevil song, mm-hmm. um, which is weird to me. I, I When we were discussing our picks of the week before Dylan brought up that piece of news, I was like, get out of here. Why? I'm guessing Gen Z discovered Evanescence. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Good for the, good for them. Anyway, um, the the art in the interiors of this book is incredible. You should all go look it up. It's very very cool. Very pretty book. That's awesome. Yeah. My pick is Judgment Day number three. I normally try to stick with the number one, but Judgment Day is really heating up. It's Marvel's big summer event, and it's really good. We finally found out. Uh, in Judgment Day 2, why it's called Judgment Day. Ooh. I don't want to spoil anything, but no spoilers it's not me. it's not X-Men v Eternals v Avengers, you know? It's not as simple as that. Kyrion no. Gillion is giving us more to sink our teeth into. Chiron Gylon. Exactly. Yeah. But it's really good. Pick it up. Awesome. Okay. Getting into the news here. Um D D had their or Dungeons and Dragons had their um <laughs> not not uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss. Um Ooh. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons had their version of uh, DC Direct or or Nintendo Direct, rather. Excuse me. Um, okay. Their own little. Everybody does their own little press release shows nowadays. They announced yeah. a bunch of stuff. They announced all their upcoming um, books and things. However, they sort of confirmed what everybody was suspecting is that they were going to have a bit of a relaunch coming. So, fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons has been out for uh, quite some time, many years. Um, I'm not exactly sure when I want to say like 10, 15 years ago, uh, 20, Oh, okay. I'm tripping, uh, 2014. So not that long ago, uh, eight years. Um, anyway, so, um, they are at the end of 2023 at the beginning of 2024, they are going to be releasing D and D one O N E, um, which is going to be moving away from additions which is how it has always been. You know, we've had various editions of the game that have different rules and all work independently from other editions. Um, so what they're doing is they're turning it into a platform, which I think is a good idea, generally speaking. Um, what do you mean by that, by platform? Meaning like, so if I, so currently I have my fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons books. But if I want to go play White Plume Mountain, a first edition adventure, I can't play it with fifth edition. I would have to go buy a bunch of fifth first edition books in order to uh-huh. use the stats and things as they're laid out. Um, and just the way the rules work when older D&D are not homo- uh, um, homogenous between. I mean, they're only they only work with in themselves. Right. Um, 
So they're moving away from that. Um, they haven't clearly defined what that means entirely, but they are moving away from additions, as they say. Um, and they're going to be revising the current fifth edition rules, sort of making that into 5.5. Um, and then, so everything for fifth edition, of course, will be compatible with this. I'm just wanting to know if that, does that mean that they're going to make ways to convert old stuff into this new format or whatever? It's just hmm. very interesting to me. And then also the other bit here, um, this one is something you can weigh into maybe. So um, all of, so D&D has a service called D&D Beyond, which is an uh, sort of like a streaming service, if you think about it. Um, it's an a la carte Dungeons and Dragons app slash website where, so Dylan, you want to play D&D. You want to play my game and you're going to, you want to be a, an elf paladin. Okay. And you could buy the $50 core book to play. Or if we're playing with tablets or on computers, you could just get on D&D Beyond and spend $10 and have the Paladin and spend $10 and have the Elf. And then you would just have all the stats for those things. Hmm. And That's cool. You sort of, yeah, right. I mean, it, it's not anything that I have ever thought I would use or have any interest in. But anyway, so they have this service that they've been growing for a few years, integrates with Twitch. It's very cool um, for those that use that type of thing. Um, but they are now developing their own virtual tabletop, which is something like Roll20 or Astral Tabletop or Play Roll or Forbidden Gra uh, Fantasy Grounds, um, which is a, like a, a when I say virtual tabletop, I think that's kind of self-explanatory, right? It's like a website that you're on and you can roll dice and you, you can build a map and whatever. Mm -hmm. They're building a virtual tabletop with the Unreal Engine, so it's going to look really pretty, and they say it's going to be really easy. And I, I've never used it, obviously, because it's not out yet. But I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> There's no way it's going to be easy because every one of these is a pain in the butt to use in their own way. Like, so it's just I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. But I think that is sort of like. Um, this, the streaming services, it's like, we've got, so we keep getting more and more streaming services. It's like, we don't need more virtual tabletops. Like they all do essentially the same thing, but they all have their own little ecosystem of things that you can spend money on them. You know, it's just different ways you can microtransaction yourself. But, um, mm. I think it'd be better to partner with one of the, with roll 20, the, the existing one that is the best. Um, I don't know. This is a there's a lot of stuff changing with D&D coming up. Um I know you don't play, but I think it's a good idea to they need to revise 5th edition, but they're going to run the risk of alienating all these new fans they've gotten because D&D has not been this popular ever. I don't think um and a lot of these fans are new fans who came in via Critical Role, Stranger Things, whatever dimension 20 any of these like really popular web series or whatever um and i don't think these new new fans would be into the idea of oh i've spent 600 dollars on dnd fifth edition oh well here's sixth buy all this new stuff you know i think this is potentially a really good idea however i will say wizards of the coast does not have a great track record in the past with doing something like this because they did try to do something kind of like this for third edition and it was a mess and it became bloated and they had to make a fourth edition because it got out of hand. Okay. 
So I don't know. This you don't think they have the infrastructure to like pull I, it off? Maybe I mean they didn't then. Okay. Um, but I know I also know that there's a lot of the uh, the same people that are complaining about She Hulk are complaining about this too because there's, there's a lot of it's too woke for me type stuff. You know what does it have to do with? Uh, well, there's a lot of the other big thing was the emphasis on female creators and creators of color, um, having oh. a bigger part in D and D, which is obviously fantastic, because I don't know why anybody would have yet, a problem with that. I have yet to hear a good definition for woke, so I don't really get it. But woke is anything that is, um, I don't, I, I not don't know. straight cis, cis white male. Yeah, that's it, what woke is pretty much. Pretty much, I think so. But either way, what what does this say to you, Dylan? Do you think like this sounds like a good idea? Like as as someone who doesn't play it, as someone who's not a a role playing gamer, does the idea of making everything sort of compatible yeah, sounds, with each other? It sounds more streamlined and accessible to someone who has no idea what that right. what needs to be implemented to pull that off. Right. Well, well they're like a also nice promise, and they're also giving digital versions of all the books now uh, going forward. With this, when they launch one D and D, you're going to get D and D Beyond versions of all the books, which is very nice. Um, which is something people have been asking for for years, hmm. because there's a service that we use, Bedrock, called Bits and Mortar, which is free and works with every RPG publisher except for Wizards of the Coast, who does D and D, and Peso, who does Pathfinder. And what all that is, is someone comes in, they buy a copy of Delta Green, and we, we say, hey, do you want a PDF? And they say, sure. And then I type in their email address, and they get it emailed to them. It's just an honor system thing. Um, so we'll, well see how, how that... It, how does that translate to the the physical print books and stuff? Does it affect those at all, or no? How does what transfer? Like this new system that they're implementing. Well, so... well. Uh, you're gonna buy you buy the physical and then you get the digital version of the books. So I don't know if that means that you get like this they said they're gonna have like pre-made dungeons. So like the big hassle with virtual tabletops for me is the prep work. So if I want to prep a physical game of DD, I have to read, I have to take notes, right? If I want to mm-hmm. do a digital one with maps and stuff, I have to read, I have to take notes, and I have to build maps, place encounters you know, lay everything out. It's all grid-based, measure, et cetera, et cetera. It's, and it's very fiddly. So this is kind of, they say, cutting out that element of it. And I, if that works, great. If not, I guess we're, we'll, we'll see. And we'll bring you more on this okay. as it comes. But very big stuff is coming for D&D. Um, anyway, uh, I have a bunch of trailers to get to. Um the Last of Us, we've been talking about this for a while, um, got a first look teaser um, for uh, HBO was doing a teaser for um, a bunch of bunch of things. Uh, the Last of Us, the Idol Succession, the White Lotus and the White House Plumbers and more. Um, mm-hmm. But to, to us for the show, Last of Us is the more interesting one. Um, we got There's a, a different show in here that's more interesting to me. Well, even. Of, well, well yes, you uh, know what it is. Uh, which one, Dylan? Love and Death. Um, the, which one is that? This is the one about with Elizabeth Olsen playing oh, a, yes, yes. an axe-murdering uh, suburban housewife. Sounds really, It looks really good. It's based I, on I, a true story. That's fantastic. Um, well, we got 59 seconds of The Last of Us. And it looks all right. 
Um, it looks exactly like what it should be and what I it thought does. it was going to be. It does. Know? It does. And you know what? So I've said it before, and I will continue to say it again. Um, this, the I think The Last of Us is about as perfect of a game as you could make. Coming from a massive Xbox fan at the time, I played it anyway. I worked at GameStop. I was like, oh, I'll try out this hot new game. Incredible. I didn't want a sequel to be made. I don't want you to cheapen it. Like, just leave it alone. Make it, leave it as it is. And it's very easily adaptable. Right. You know? So I feel like just because this is what we were expecting doesn't mean it's, that's like a negative because like, yeah. you don't, maybe don't need to reinvent the wheel with this show. Like, just. Right. Do it the does, thing. <laughs> I hope it is basically the game. Um, it looks it's gotta it, be right. It's gotta be. It looks very good. Um, go check it out. There's. It's part of a larger trailer, uh, or like sizzle reel of. A, there's all, a lot of those, good stuff coming up. There's a ton of good stuff. And this is all HBO. HBO, not HBO Max stuff. Right. The stuff that isn't getting cut. Yeah. Um. So, but this is coming out. I don't think we have a date on it. Uh, 2023. So check that out for sure. Um, we got a final trailer for Lord of the Rings, uh, the Rings of Power. Um, uh-huh. we, we get a lot of Galadriel in this one, doing battle, doing stuff. Is uh, she the main character? I didn't realize that until I saw this trailer, but it would certainly appear that way. It does from this trailer, but not any of the others. So I'm like right. very confused about what the show is. Basically. I don't know. I, I <laughs> okay. don't know at this point. No one um, does. So uh, it, the show's also been uh, renewed and picked up for, um, I forget what they say here. Another season, I believe, or more time. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Prime, uh, Prime video has already made a, com- a five season commitment to the series. Yeah, whatever. They can say that, but if this, if this bombs, then they will not be doing that. Right. Of, of course. I'm sure they can bail on it if they need to. Um, but anyway, this trailer was actually okay, not that awesome for me. I have mixed feelings about it. It looked fun. What made, what what looks not awesome to you? I was bored. Like I like fantasy sometimes can just really really bore me when it feels real samesies. You know? Yeah. And this really felt samesies as like it didn't feel like anything new and exciting. Me. So you think the fact that it's like such a trailblazer is like a detriment a little bit because you've seen so much that's been inspired by it. So you're like, it feels right. And plus I've like, already seen how many hours of Lord of the Rings and Hobbit films, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I've read these novels. Uh, I don't this know. Is like a prequel, right? Well, sure. Of course. But it's all, it's like prequels to star Wars that have lightsabers in them. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, well it's still, still star Wars. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, I thought it looked it, visually. Of course. The, okay, so there's, I have a little asterisk here. It looked, it's the most expensive show ever made. Everyone knows that. But it, and then like the sets and the CGI look really great. But like, I, I'm i not um, like fluent enough in like costume design and hair and makeup to like explain it. But it looks a little cosplay-y. Like some of the haircuts look really modern and I don't know. I can't explain it, but it's some no, something I don't. about I, it. I agree with you. Something about it just like is like these are today people, and I didn't get that in the Lord of the Rings movie. So I'm wondering what that is, like why that is. You know? Hmm. 
Yeah, maybe maybe their faces are too modern. You know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe maybe the maybe the 4K structure. is too much. Yeah, maybe when they need to drop it to 480p so that we can like <laughs> right. so, like some merge. Uh, I don't fantasy. know. I mean, I need to I need to talk to a bigger Lord of the Rings fan like Monica or somebody that can sell me on it. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna watch it. Well, they haven't told us really what the story is, other than there's evil and it's time to. That's, stop that's that. all Lord of the Rings. Um. Yeah, because the official description is the rings of power will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin, unlikely heroes were tested, hope hung by the finest threads, and one of the greatest villains that ever flowed from J.R.R. Tolkien's pen threatened to cover the world in darkness. Cool. You know? Suffering from prequelitis, you know, the same it, thing that it, I have a problem with with everything. It does. I mean, I'm we'll gonna look see. past it. But it's this very much out. House of the Dragon, like that just came out this week. It's like, did you watch? You don't that? know what it's about, but it's not yet. I'm going to though. But it's like you don't know what it's about. It's Game of Thrones. Watch it, right? We know we know you'll watch it, and everyone did watch. House you love Dragon, Game of Thrones. So. Come on, Game of Thrones. Armor it was Daenerys, their highest premiere back. ever. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, Lord of the Rings comes out next week, so I guess we'll see. Too much TV, man. Too much TV. Um. Yep back to uh, or moving to horror um killer clowns from outer space one of my most favorite 80s uh stupid uh movies have you ever seen it dylan no nope. i love I want it to. it's fantastic um let me that blu-ray I, absolutely of course Just I, you, I don't you, have a way to play blu-rays you, you you have a playstation digital version i'm sorry you don't have a way to play up i really don't actually That's i a... have a ps4 in my garage actually i could oh cool so you... <laughs> i, pre- I realized i'm off. sounding very elitist right now but wow i'm more just realizing i should have a way to play blu-rays like that's a, a don't you buy spot. don't you still buy steelbooks yeah but not to play just to collect <laughs> mm. okay anyway so killer clowns from outer space is a great <laughs> 80s uh campy horror movie about aliens that look like clowns and they, they come down in a big uh, spaceship that looks like a big top and they shoot cotton candy guns and popcorn guns and they kill people. It's fantastic. If you've never seen it, go watch it. I It's everywhere. You can go rent it digitally. Either way, this isn't news about a second about a sequel, um, which should happen. This is news about the official video game has been announced. Um, it was debuted at Gamescom um, today. <laughs> Uh, in uh, I think Germany is where Gamescom is. Um, it's called Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game. KK Foss, the game, if you will, um, from Terravision Games, who I don't know. And it is going to be a three versus seven asymmetrical multiplayer. So think Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight, but there's a team of clowns rather than one clown, like or one okay. bad guy. And I love that. And I think this is the perfect property for that. This is such a fun and whimsical type of horror movie. So like you can like, I don't need another Friday the 13th or dead by daylight. Like that have that same sort of vibe, you know, like they, those games have that don't want, don't replicate it. Give me something goofy. Give me the popcorn gun. Give me the Jack in the box. that turns into the shadow puppet monster that eats the guy. Like there's a scene in the movie Dylan where the clown's like riding his invisible bicycle and he comes out with a Jack in the box. He's doing shadow puppets. And all the, the, the pedestrians like, oh, look at that. That's great. And then he makes a big T-Rex shadow puppet and it eats somebody. Like, how does that work? That doesn't make any sense. I love it. 
Um, but anyway, you can sign up for the beta on their official website. There's a trailer. Um, I didn't That's make cool. them. Watch they're the doing trailer. something different. I yeah. Like that. I, and you really should watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You know, you know, for Halloween, for Halloween this month, uh, I'm going to make Dylan watch some horror movies he's never seen. That's, that's what I'm going to watch it. We're going to watch KK Foss. That's all why. Yes. Some modern. Michael's going to watch some modern horror. Well, what, 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 a, what modern horror movie have you seen that I haven't seen? Um, Fresh. Yeah, you're right. Um, I didn't see Fresh. There was another one this year that was really big. I can't remember, but. Okay. There's some. Okay. Yeah, there's they're, some. They're, they're out there. They're Enough out there. to trade. Okay. Um, quickly, we'll get to these last couple. Um, Wednesday, uh, we have a trailer for the new uh, Adams Family Netflix show. We got a Wednesday Adams trailer featuring uh, Jenna Ortega. Um, mm-hmm. It looks great, honestly. It looks like a lot of fun. And exactly what I want from a, uh, an Adams Family show. Appropriately dark. Yes. So. Yeah. I, I love really it. Good. N- no notes, really. Um, no notes. I like, <laughs> no notes. I like I like Luis Guzman as uh, Gomez. I think he <laughs> fits you that like role Catherine very Zeta well. Jones? Yeah, I think she she's looks, a perfect Morticia. Fitting. Yeah, I, I never would have said that, but she is a perfect Morticia. Yeah, um, and, and we're, Jenna, Ortega. we're Jenna Ortega fans here on the podcast. Absolutely, so. and she is a, a excellent choice for casting in that role. Um, Agreed. Okay, a couple more here. Um, we got a trailer for a movie that is a uh, this Danish film that is getting a limited theatrical release in September, and it's going to be in sh- uh, on Shutter. This is the time of year when Shutter starts actually getting the good stuff. Um, because okay. Sh- Shutter gets movies all the time, um, but when it's September and October, that's when they get the good ones. Um, got so it. there's a new movie called Speak No Evil, um, that is a Danish film. That is debuting at the Sundance Film Festival um, in September. Did you watch the trailer for this, Dylan? I did. Okay. Um, let me read you the uh, the plot synopsis here. Um, I thought I had it, and I don't. So it's a it's a family going on a camping trip with uh, one Danish and one uh, one Dutch family. They meet and become fast friends. Months later, the free-spirited Dutch family extends an invitation to the more conservative Danish one for a holiday weekend getaway at their countryside home. However, it doesn't take long before things gradually get out of hand and the joy of reunion is replaced with misunderstandings. The Dutch hospitality quickly turns unnerving for the Danes, and they find themselves increasingly caught in the webs of their own politeness in the face of eccentric, or is it sinister, behavior. Um, I thought this trailer looked really exciting to me. This is the type of movie that I like to watch. I very yeah. personal and i don't know what's exactly going on but it's scary that's like, most shutter trailers i feel like but this yeah. one seems like elevated shutter like the best it, of shutter you well know? yes it's coming out halloween time that's yeah like that's, you said yeah and it's got the like the sensationalized like review snippets that i like where it's oh, like of course. the most shocking ending of any movie ever it's like <laughs> I, yeah i love that well, I gotta see that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it has to be right. I mean, there's no way it's not. Um, so if we do end up watching this, we'll make sure we update you. Uh, but I don't know this director, uh, Christian Toftrup. I don't know. He's 44. He's directed a bunch of movies, not huh. in English. So I've don't think I've ever heard of him. Okay. Um, so there's that. Um. We got a trailer for a documentary that I didn't know existed. This is called The Legacy of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Um, this is going to be a, I believe it's on Netflix, um, documentary about the making of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's going to debut next month at Fantastic Fest. Um, what did you think about this, Dylan? Do you like, do you like, you know, documentaries like this, like exploring the origins of a film? Sometimes, but this one seemed very like fan-made. Okay, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say seems very congratulatory. Like, yeah, like, um, look how good this movie is. You know, like, look, we all know how good this movie is. I'm more interested in like, I I assume, I hope we get more like, not just famous horror people telling me the Texas Chainsaw is great. That's Um, what it seemed like, like a retrospective, like, yeah, you remember got, how good this is and how important we are and right because we yeah we got um fede alvarez in here and mick garris you know horror icons here uh just like talking about how good it is i really i mean that's a weird movie to make when this movie is like 40 years old 50, over 40 years old you know it's weird well they had to like plus up the original since the better netflix version came out you know they okay had to be like we need to talk about the original again so that have, makes you sense seen, to me. have you seen the original yeah okay i've seen um, a, i've seen a couple of them okay beyond the original even one and two are good um i but, saw it the was there one in 3d yes it was called texas chainsaw 3d was that the one with alexandria daddario um probably i saw that one too like in high school or something you see the one with um jessica beale yes that was really bad um but anyway here's my here's my hot take um i've I've probably said this on the show before toby hooper um the director of texas chainsaw massacre is a quote-unquote horror icon uh i disagree he got lucky all of it all of his other movies are bad all of them fight me (laughs) i text chainsaw's great but uh pass on the rest Okay, last bit of news here. Halloween ends is going to be finally coming to Peacock the same day as theatrical. They announced it with a message from Jamie Lee Curtis on their Twitter um, to talk about that it's going to have a simultaneous release of theaters and Peacock. She's Um, a team player. It was very press releasey. Oh, yeah, good for her. Guess what? It's coming out at home too. I did appreciate that she was like, or you can be like me and see it in the theaters first and then on streaming, you know? Right. Because I think, I mean, to each their own, but I think that these benefit from like an audience, like, oh, absolutely viewing a little bit. Yeah. So I'm glad they're not doing only Peacock. That'd be bad. Obviously, I'm a big Texas, I mean, uh, sorry, a big Halloween fan, and I'm going to see this movie regardless. I will mean I will be honest. If it's bad, it's bad. Halloween and Halloween Kills was not good. Um, so yeah. I but and Halloween Kills was also released simultaneously. However, that was deeper into the pandemic than we are now. Um, to me, this is a pretty poor sign. It could be nothing. Also, though, you think you never know. They could just be I mean, trying to have their cake and eat it too, like. The trailer is really good. Was the trailer for Kills good? Or was it just fine? I don't remember. I remember not being too excited about it because there was less glory. But um, well, the trailer for Ends is really good. Yeah, I think this one's going to be good. I think 
they're just like, oh, we have such a good movie. We want to also put it on Peacock and get more subscribers. Like, I think they're just being a little greedy, which is fine. Um, in the same press release, they also released a new poster, and I absolutely hate the poster. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. They look like action figures. They look like toy photography. I'm not into it. Um, I don't. It's just boring. I it's just know. them. It's just them standing back to back. I'm not into it. It tells you what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already know. I, I mean, I hope I hope they have. I've said it before when the trailer came out, but I hope they have a knockdown drag out fight that lasts like 40 minutes. I want the back half of the movie to be them. Brawling, That'd be cool. You know, I agree. Really give it That's, to me. It's, it seems easy to pull off almost this movie. Right. I mean, you only did it too much. No, exactly. But anyway. Um, that's going to do it for my news. Let's hear about uh, all these uh, tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9 Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. Okay, and we are back. Thank you for sticking with us for our review of She-Hulk episode one. Dropped this past Thursday. Thank you for thank you, Disney Plus, for not making us like super late like we used to be where we release on wednesday with last week's review and so, i get to have live sale on wednesday and then disney plus on thursday it's nice yeah, it's big big nice it is um, now competing with my movie night though so it's like you know but i don't yeah. blame them for that they yeah. couldn't know they don't have to plan around me i mean they should though they should i mean what's um, going to happen when they have a disney a disney releasing on thursday and then a disney in theaters on thursday you know i believe they'll have it scheduled out so that they don't have to worry about that dylan that's not true at all that's not true at all um (laughs) then they moved to fridays oh god all right so we've talked about she hulk plenty plenty getting ready for this uh show we i think we were both pretty excited for it um yeah we both review bombed it and imdb oh yeah we both gave it once I mean, we're we're white men, Dylan. We have to hate it. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Um, we, I think, we we were, had a little bit of ups and downs before we saw it because we were, you know, the effects on that first teaser were pretty poor looking. That being said, we've been defenders of it. Other than that, in the grand scheme, yeah, 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 yeah. like we've never been the ones that are like, "This is trash. Delete it." You know, right? Like never. a lot of people have. We no, don't know why. I know it's like wild to not have like an extremist opinion about a trailer, but I mean, we could start, but we did it. Yeah, we, we should do it. Actually, the Marvel release is the worst trailer I've ever seen. Yeah. Click here now. <laughs> Can we just read clickbait YouTube articles for our review instead of 
yeah actually saying anything yeah that's fine and i'll drop in clips and do like what's the podcast equivalent of like camera cuts like uh, uh all the youtube reviewers do you know i gotta do something i like don't that. know we have to circle something on the thumbnail like look at oh this, yeah you know? with with big yellow text and an arrow pointing to it yeah yeah mm-hmm. and we have to fit in brie larson and Every conversation somehow. Well, yeah. I mean, every fault of the MCU currently, it all stems from Brie Larson. She's at the center of that snowball for sure. The nexus. Yeah. The nexus of negativity. The pre-apocalypse. Yeah. She started it. Gross. Anyway, Anyway, we're kidding about it. Our sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah, we're kidding. Anyway, so let's talk about She-Hulk. I really enjoyed the first episode. Um, It was pretty predictable in that it was exactly what I expected it to be. And kind of what we said the first episode was going to be like her learning to Hulk with Bruce. And that is pretty much what we got. Um, That's what the trailers were. Yeah. Yeah. And you were right. So you said that you you're expecting that the trailers were going to be mostly the first or first or second episodes. And yeah, so far that really does seem to be accurate. Like we've seen most of the trailers now, you know, and now I don't know where we're going, which I like. Well, okay, I have there's some tea here, Michael. Is there tea? The yeah. The writer uh shared that the flashback parts of this episode, the Hulk, the Bruce Banner, and Jen Jennifer Walters, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> sorry, uh bits were yeah. actually in the sixth episode of the show. Oh. But they ended up and they shot it that way, but they ended up moving it to the beginning because they thought people wouldn't wait so want to wait so long to discover her origin. So okay. I think, I think number one that was a good choice. But number two, it did show a little bit in how choppy the non-flashback parts of this show of this first episode were. Like I thought it was too brief and like introductory to like the actual lawyer. Oh yeah, that was barely that was barely hi bye, you know, and like the courtroom scene at the very end was like not my cuppa. Um, I thought it was edited really poorly. Um I I agree with you. It seemed like they cut some stuff out to fit in this main this other part. Um I'm not sure how this is gonna affect this episode that was supposed to be in. The episode was a a a brisk 37 minutes. Very Uh, quick. Which and but really it was only like 31 because there was a bunch of credits and then a post credits. So like the actual meat of the episode was 31 minutes and change. I think I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm team yeah, shorter fine. episodes sometimes as long as it's written that way. But um, it felt think, short. Yeah, it felt it felt too, too fast paced, I would say, which is weird to say for like a Marvel show. But it is like just a bunch of table setting. So it's easy to forgive because it's like the if you watch any pilot of any show, they almost all feel that way. You know, like here are the things like and that's kind of it, you know. Um, right, and I thought it only showed for me like at one point where like she goes into the closet, I guess at work or something, and she's like, "And that's how we got here, you know." Anyway, I'm gonna go head out. Like, anyway, time to, to do my lawyer stuff. And she clearly had like a wig on that was like trying to replicate her normal hair. It was like a reshoot. I could tell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was like the only small part that took me out of it. But that being said, like the. The flashback that we got is like it did air as written and as shot. And I thought that was really good. Um, I really liked the banter. And I thought I was expecting like as an orphan black fan myself, <laughs> Tatiana Maslany to knock it out of the park. And she definitely did. I think this whole episode hinged on her, her. performance. Honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So what do we think about the effects? I agree with you, by the way. I think all that was accurate and she was great. Um, yeah. What do you think about these effects? The effects were like most improved award. Give it to She-Hulk, you know, like the the the, uh, the shady award. But there were a couple moments where I was like, eh, but it was not enough to take me out of it for the most part. Um, it was like a couple shots where it would be her face and more than visual there's points where it it seems like the people aren't interacting with another person does that make sense yeah like and also you can like look at her face and she looks 80 yard like dubbed uh-huh and i don't know what that means well she looks like, that means she looks a little bit like a video game like and a I little do, bit i think yeah I, her hair was kind of rough in some spots too like Definitely moved like a, her a PlayStation game. Yeah, move <laughs> like a PlayStation sword game. hair for real though. Um, but overall, like I think I got I settled in and got used to it pretty quickly, and it didn't bother me. Okay, especially when she was with Hulk. Like for some reason, two CGI characters I bought way more. But then in the courtroom when she was with people, it it took me out of it a little bit more. So I'd have to. I, I agree with you. I have to see it like going forward, but it wasn't a detractor for me. Okay, anyway. I'm looking forward to it. How many episodes left? Eight. This is a nine episode show. Nice. Okay. Cool. Um, wh- how do you feel about like the main, like the main criticism of the show? Is that which it's, is like, that it's like forced? You know, where I'm going with this. Like, yes, I do. Feminism, like a lot of the. So okay, a lot it's of the a, guys stupid, who watch this stupid criticism. Yeah, they're not. They're uncomfortable with the comparisons what? between men and women in the show i what, think the are, main... are they talking about the the monologue that she has where she talks about like controlling her anger and yeah what that it's was like my to favorite exist as a woman that it, was my favorite part of the show that's it, that's that was great like it makes so much sense and like to fold that into why she hulk has better control of over rage than bruce banner did like he got there he had to learn it but maybe that wasn't something he automatically knew it's like i thought that was like a really genius like yeah thing to fold in you know absolutely and honestly again like we've said a lot of times recently unfortunately if that if you're if you find yourself struggling with that or not liking that part of going oh that's so stupid maybe maybe you do have problems uh controlling your emotions (laughs) maybe maybe examine maybe examine yourself a little bit and think why am i having these thoughts but although if you were capable of saying that to yourself that maybe you wouldn't have the sauce in the first place but if you if you find yourself Both online that's well yeah i mean you can you can disagree with it but really think about why though like you can think it was bad but i don't know it wasn't it was good i think it's like some people it's like a double-edged sword like with quote feminist messages and movies it's like either it's very heavy-handed like it is here uh-huh. um which is necessary for certain people to get what they're trying to say you know right or it's really subtle and more tactful like in something like a i don't know book smart or something like that and people would just not at all pick up on that narrative do you know what i mean right of course so like people i'm not like trying to diminish the mcu audience i'm like a big consumer of it myself but people who like really stand the mcu maybe need a more like heavy-handed uh commentary to like to soak it in which i don't think there's anything wrong with that there's different levels of it for different types of movies and, you know? and i agree mcu is not the king of subtlety you know 
Expecting otherwise would be, I think, just wishing for it to not be there. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Um, so I think all those criticisms are unfounded and you need to look at your life, look at your choices if you're complaining about it, honestly. Like that's where or I'm like maybe it. realize why I haven't personally seen any women complaining about it. So like if it's only men, maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know, you know? Right. I mean, what, I, what's the demographic? <laughs> like, isn't there like... Well, I, yeah. So the review bombing is all basically all men. Um, it's like 83% like, men or something. Yeah. And like the average score for men was like a 3.6 out of 10. And the average score for women was like an 8.6 out of 10, something like that. Right. And we've known that this was, yeah. you know written and directed and starring a woman you know it's like maybe that's the audience that it's leading towards but as the mcu branches out like marvel studios is a production company you know they like any other production company they make they're starting to make different kinds of things like not every a24 movie is the same audience you know there's lady bird and there's midsummer you know Um, yeah exactly very different films so in my opinion, they're just becoming like a normal production company and making different things for different demographics, even though I think they have an appeal. They should have an appeal to all the same kind. But but I want to say my most my favorite thing about this show so far is not like the humor, like, haha, it's funny, even though I did laugh a couple times. Uh-huh. I like that it's like not sometimes MCU feels like too important to itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, very self-important. And like they, they take every moment too seriously. Yeah. Like the that. world's ending. This is going to be like, you need to pay attention because this is like very, yeah, like you said, self-important. But this seems like the opposite of that. Like she's just trying to figure out whether or not to be a superhero. Right. So that seems cool to me. Yeah, I agree. Like, I like the part where she was talking to us about all the cameos and she's like, don't forget who this show is about. (laughs) You know, like clearly, clearly it's meant to trigger people online, which is working and getting it more attention. So good. Honestly. Um, I, I like that element of it and I, I agree with you and it really didn't feel too jokey. Like, like it was funny, but it wasn't like jokey, which I liked. Um, it felt more natural, like less love and thunder and more, you know, something right. else that's like naturally like situational humor. Right. And yeah, and that's, that's what I like. So I'm, I'm into it. I, I'm really looking forward to this week's and continuing on to see where the show actually is going. Cause I don't actually know at this point. Did the after credit scene hit for you? Um, the Captain America, the Captain America part. That seems was, to be what a lot of people are talking about. I thought it was. I that that was the biggest dud of the episode to me. Interesting. It was fine. Like I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was cute. It was funny. It, sure. Yeah, it was cute. But like, I didn't that. I would skip it the next time if I went if I went back and rewatch it. I'm not going to watch it again. But I like, like that's what i mean about it being not so self-important like i like something true talking about a reddit fan theory rather than like setting up hawkeye theory showing up or something like that you know right like yeah you're right i'll take i'll take these jokey ones meta jokey ones over a i don't know red hulk teaser or something like that like i would like that contessa showing up (laughs) yeah right look up yeah have you heard about the uh i have the i have this group I am assembling. Oh my god. Can we just not? But they will. No, That's how the show will end. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I like it better than that. Uh because I mean I like I like all of it, but I don't want everything to be a big ooh reveal. Mm-hmm. You know. 
But anyway, there is some of that though. You got that that ship showing up to talk to Hulk. That's true. The theory is Michael, the okay. Hulk's son, Scar. Is Scar going to be in this? Yeah, Scar. Yeah, because they're like they had a message for him, and they just kind of dropped it. You know. Uh huh. Um. Seems to be what's happening. I'm just okay. Saying. I mean, what are we doing with Scar? Are we are we eventually gonna? Hulk. I mean, right? Uh, do they have? The, don't they have the rights now that they can actually make these? Uh, that's the theory. Or they could do a series, a Planet Hulk show. You never know. Interesting. Well, stay tuned. We will definitely be covering this next week. But thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.